Hello and welcome to Horrorcore Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And in case you're new listening to us, we have a, a bit of a recurring theme here at Horrorcore Trash Over. Uh, we cover films with strong moustaches, uh, lots of nudity, uh, bizarre, things that... Things that make me say in a bizarre sequence of events quite a lot. Um, this film has it all. This this might be the ultimate horror court trash of a film. Yeah, I think so. It's got everything that we want from a film to discuss on the podcast. It, it is the most chaotic film I've ever seen in my entire life. It's um, also the manliest film we've covered so far. And one of the manliest films I've ever watched. Do you remember Zombie Flesh Eaters 3? That wasn't that man- No, this is manlier. <laughs> this this is... This is manly. Absolutely. Well, we are, of course, talking about Raw Force, uh, released in 1982. And it is... Uh, we watched this through a screener we received from 101 Films. You can... If you want to witness this... Uh, um, this gem... For yourself, uh, you can pre-order it on their website. It's 101-films-store.com and it's released on February the 8th. It's one of those films that can only be made in 1982. This is, yeah. This would not work this now. This is the ultimate 80s film. This is. Um, so it's directed by Edward D. Murphy, who only made one of a film and that was Heated Vengeance. I can imagine that's very similar to this. Yeah. He also played Liquor Cop number one in Goodfellas. Raw and Heated. I mean, it's a two films. Yes. <laughs> this, this is very raw and heated. Let's, let's be fair. <laughs> um, it's got a budget of $400,000. I'm not sure how much it made. I, I can only imagine uh, it would have been a massive success. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would have seen it from the poster alone. Yeah, absolutely. I would have gone and see this. So, so I'm assuming it made millions and millions and millions. Yeah, not. <laughs> Hope Holiday was uh, primarily cast in this film because uh, she was Cameron Mitchell's girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. Hope Holiday. Who was Hope Holiday in the Hazel. film? Hazel. Oh, was she? And Cameron oh. Mitchell was Dodds. Oh, so. no, Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, the two so older people. Oh, I see. There we go. Hazel is something. She she is uh, a little <laughs> much. This character, I didn't know if I if if she was a sleigh queen or if she was annoying. There's is a fine line between the two. <laughs> uh, Edward D. Murphy showed the film to Chuck Norris at a private screening. What's Chuck Norris? Wait? He doesn't I'm, say. I'm good. This is the manliest film I've ever watched. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, um, my whole career was going to be based around this yeah, film. Yeah, it's obviously inspired him. Yeah. <laughs> the first treatment of the script is written under the title "Kung Fu Zombies," and the treatment was written for a possible sequel that would have starred Jonathan Winters as the ex-husband of Hope Holiday's character. <laughs> Oh. Cameron Mitchell would have also returned as Dodds, and uh, for um, for reasons which have never been explained, the sequel was never made. Uh, even though there's a whopping to be continued sign at there the end is, of the film, there is uh, also the title "Kung Fu Zombies." Um, yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> says exactly what it does. Well, on the I mean, tin. it does exactly what it says on the tin. It could have been called "Kung Fu Zombies: Piranhas, Cannibal Monks, Softcore Porn." Yeah, it, it could have. 
Yeah, there could have been many names for this. Camille Keaton, star of I Spit on Your Grave, was in this. She was. She, she was paid in cash for the small part that she played in the film. Blinking your misser. <laughs> like, literally, I didn't even know it was... We knew, we were looking out for her, because we knew she was yeah. girl in the toilet. But the girl in the toilet doesn't really do much. <laughs> and you no. barely see her face. <laughs> you do see a lot of her, though, but just not her face. Uh, Edward D. Murphy choreographed the big fight scene in the bar. <laughs> The fight scenes in this film are, are something else. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, there's something else. <laughs> uh, according to IMDb, this is a must-see film for its many shots of grooming, albatross, amphibian. Try that again. According to IMDb, this is a must-see film for its many shots of a grooming, albatross, amphibian. Oh. I don't remember that many shots of no. wildlife. I, I don't remember one, but apparently that's what IMDb recommends it for. Oh. And it's featured in Rob Hill's The Bad Movie Bible, which we own, and uh, it's very encouraging to want to watch the rest of The Bad Movie Bible if it's all like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let, let's not. We enjoyed it, but let's not forget this is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, say no masterpiece. Let's be clear here. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is... Uh, this is... Trash to piece. A, a, so very much a trash to piece. Yeah, absolutely. The plot, and I quote, the exact plot, is a group of martial arts students are en route to an island that supposedly is home to the ghosts of martial artists who have lost their honour. A Hitler lookalike and his gang are running a female slavery operation on the island as well. Soon the two groups meet and all sorts of crazy things happen, which include cannibal monks, piranhas, zombies and much more. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I just can't believe someone had the audacity to make a film with all of the above yeah. included. <laughs> it was. I was really struggling to make my notes at times. It was quite stressful at times. <laughs> so much is crammed in. Um, a lot of it completely pointless, to be fair. Um, but so much crammed into this film. I, I just couldn't keep up. I was, I was getting stressed. Very stressed yeah. watching this film. So, it opens with uh, Hitler flying a plane with lots of women on it and some uh, stereotypical looking 80s action bad guys. <laughs> One wears a headband like Rambo. Yeah, um, I call one... He's the main goon. The main goon. So I call him Rat Tail because uh, sort of partway through the film I was like, what's that at the back? <laughs> and it's a big ponytail, like Rat yeah. Tail ponytail. So I only refer to him in my notes as Rat Tail. Um, and I refer to the main bad guy as Hitler. Yeah, because yeah, got he's got a Hitler moustache. They desperately wanted him to be Hitler. He, he's Hitler, yeah. <laughs> these, these are... Nazis essentially, or meant to be, um, but yeah, you in close ups you actually see that his mustache is slightly off kilter as well, <laughs> so it's a fake mustache, unfortunately. So it doesn't go into our mustache. I think it's a fake uh, German accent as well. I do believe so. We get a title card zoom in, and the opening credits with shots of the plane and the island, and there's monks waiting for them to arrive. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Because the setting looks lovely, this island. It was filmed in the Philippines, um, as many of these sort of films were at the, at the mm-hmm. time. I'm sure it was quite cheap to film there. Um, it, it does look lovely, but it's not shot particularly well. It looks very dull. A lot of the film looks quite dull. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, 
I didn't see any shots of albatross no. amphibians or anything. <laughs> Um, but you know, in like cannibal films and such, and, and many films like this with settings, you know, Zombie Flesh Eaters Three, um, the settings are beautiful. You know, if if mm. nothing else, um, the, the landscapes on on show are great, but maybe not in this film. But of course, it's the eighties, so like, oh look at this beautiful landscape. Oh look, here's some tits. Here's some tits. So yeah, we get some very uncomfortable looking women on a plane, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Um, All wearing really close, nice dresses. Yeah, close-ups of their legs and their um, breasts. This camera is a fucking much. perv. <laughs> there are so many really pervy shots in this film. Well, camera. it is. It's, <laughs> when I say this is the manliest film we've watched, <laughs> I'll, I'll clarify that now. Um, in the sense of <laughs> American manliness. <laughs> so it's a bunch of straight white men... <laughs> Fighting Nazis, <laughs> zombies, kung fu zombies, and there's one woman, isn't there? Yeah. There's one woman who kicks some ass. She's a police officer, but her name's Cookie because Lord <laughs> forbid she gets a normal name. Uh, she, she's always strapless. She never. She, she didn't get the boys out, but she's always strapless. And then the rest of the women are there to get their boobs out, sometimes get a little more out, um, and to scream and, and sort of cower. I think you're doing... I think you're uh, doing a misjustice... Uh, Am I? ...to uh, Cookie. Because well, we should, she's she an absolute that slave queen. She is, but she has a full face of makeup. She is constantly pouting, <laughs> and she clearly doesn't know how to use that gun, yet she always gets a target. She does. <laughs> <laughs> she don't do much. She's not exactly a lead. <laughs> You know, our, our our heroes are all American heroes, and then and then <laughs> and then there's Chin. Oh, of course, we've got we've got there's Chin. Chin. So he's a chef, but he's also a black belt in in um. Is it jujitsu in this? I, I, I think believe it is. Yeah. He's a martial arts expert. Martial arts expert. So, but all he wants to do is open up a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> That's all he wants to do. That's his only goal in life. Oh, the eighties. So the monks are waiting for them to arrive, and Hitler takes the girls to them, and uh, they demand that they get undressed. So our uh, stereotypical bad guys strip them, and yeah. the monks put them in a cage, and we get a zoom in on one arse and one pair of tits. We do. Our first of many. Um, the ladies are in the cage so that they can be weighed against a load of jade. Yeah. Um, so these bad guys are being paid in jade. Mm. Um, the the um, what is jade? Jade is a stone, isn't it? A, yeah. a precious, a precious yeah, stone. So. A precious stone. Um, and yeah, one of the girls is rejected for being too skinny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's not, too skinny. No, I don't. It's it's weird because it's, the others aren't. It's not exactly. The others aren't big girls. They're all they, kind of like normal size. They're all know? around the same size. But this really? one girl who's fully dressed. Well, not fully dressed. But she's in her underwear at least. She's in her underwear. Um, she's too skinny, so they give her back to Hitler. Hitler leaves and the skinny girl wants to go with them, but um, Headbangoon punches her and they leave her there for the monks to laugh at. Yeah, monks start laughing at her in slow motion. Oh my god, and this guy, I've just remembered. Holy shit, this guy, the zombie guy. Yeah. The fuck was the point of him? He just came out of nowhere. He just kept popping up. He pops up like two or three times in this film in slow motion watching people. Yeah. But he's well, we, no purpose. We see him at the end, do we? No. We see him. No. 
He watches yeah, them have their meeting and that's it. Yeah, because he's kind of already there. And he's a zombie kung fu warrior. Yeah. Um, but the actual zombie kung fu warriors at the end of the film, sorry, spoiler alert, that arise from their graves, <laughs> have been in the graves the whole time. <laughs> so, so who's this guy? dude? What's he doing there? <laughs> he, he, well, he jumps out of a bush and kills the skinny girl. Yeah, yeah. And that's the most he does in the whole film. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, yeah, he has a little nose later on, doesn't he? But he doesn't do much. Oh. So we cut to some all-American dudes in a taxi. They're about to miss their boat. Um, now, I got a little confused because this was a big boat. This was the Queen Mary that yeah. they were going to get on. They blatantly were just... The crew was obviously just driving past, um, going to their location, <laughs> yeah. and they saw the Queen Mary and like, do you know what? Let's include this uh, as a shot in our film. Hopefully people will look away when when our characters actually get on their ship yeah. and think we're using the Queen Mary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're, they're like in a taxi. They're like, oh, hurry up, hurry up. We're going to miss our boat. So then we then cut to them in the back of another taxi <laughs> chatting about... Um, what they chatting They've got a booklet about, about the monks raising the dead on uh, the Oh, yeah. So they've got a little... this brochure about Warriors Island. Throughout the whole fucking film, everyone's got a brochure about Warriors <laughs> Island, even though no one's meant to go there. There's a fucking brochure But it says it. all that in the brochure. It's, oh, this is where people raise the dead. Yeah. What kind of fucking brochure is that? Imagine going to Thomas Cook and like, oh, I want to go on a holiday. What have you got for me? Oh, here's a brochure for Warriors Island. Go and get killed. So then they're in the back of this taxi and then they end up at the actual boat that they're going to get on. So not the Queen Mary, this actual boat, which is much smaller, much, much smaller. Yeah. Remember that. Much, much smaller. <laughs> this grows in size a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. And then um, some older woman's there and she's taking people's names, showing them onto the boat. She's, Are you the guys from the Burbank Karate Club? <laughs> Like, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, this is Hazel, and Captain Dodds is talking to Chin. He's like, oh, she's a fucking bitch. I hate Hazel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Hazel must be running the, the boat or the tour, and she's must yeah. be in charge of the brochure and shit. And the cocktails. And the cocktails. Um, but what's his name? Captain... Captain Dodds. Captain Dodds is a cantankerous old sea captain, and he's moaning about um, Hazel... And to Chin, the chef, yeah, who's got his top off for some reason. <laughs> uh, a lot of men so in this film. Yeah, I know. Just take a lot of the women take their top I, off. I could smell the testosterone. But a lot of the men also decide to take their top off for, for no reason, really. Just oh, I'm a manly man. Here we go. <laughs> See my six pack. I'm a manly man. Yeah. So he thinks that Hazel's only in it for the profit. And then he's like, ah, oh, so Chin, you still want to open your Chinese restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chin's got a black belt. Black belt. <laughs> you know, he's uh, pretty much a jiu-jitsu expert. Yes. Um, but all he wants to do is open up a Chinese restaurant one day. Yeah. So Mike, um, with his short shorts and his fucking huge bulge, that was always popping out of the screen... Yeah. Uh, tries a bit of flirting with Anne, uh, a pretty blonde girl. Um, but before he can get any further, she introduces him to her husband with a whopping moustache, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. So, Miss Hazel, I can't, these fucking names, it's so difficult. <laughs> Hazel suggests that 
because they're part of the Burbank Karate Club, that maybe they could put on a show with their chef. Yeah. Um, so this show's going on, and it's on the <laughs> top deck of the boat. Boat don't look too big. There's a few people around, not too many no, people. No. Uh, Mike's there. He's the only one in Speedos for some reason. <laughs> and he goes over to have a little flirt with Anne. And Anne's husband Lloyd comes along. He's, he, he's got a, he's got a good mustache. He looks a bit like Tom Atkins stuff. actually. Yeah, he's a little bit. Yeah, he, he's giving me a dark haired Tom Atkins. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, "Oh, join us for a drink." Because um, at first he's like, "You flirt with my wife." He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, dude." And then uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they they end up having a drink together, whilst this. Uh, Kung Fu shows. Are we allowed to say Kung Fu? I'm really... Because this is 1982. Do we say Kung Fu? There is absolutely no other way to put it because it's referred to in this film. It's so difficult because obviously they're part of the Burbank Karate Club, (laughs) but they keep referring to the martial arts being Jiu-Jitsu. And then they keep saying Kung Fu. But Kung Fu is like a term for martial arts, isn't it? Mm. But I, I don't know if... It's very fucking confusing. I think it's. I think it's fine. I think. I think it's still referred to. Okay. It's, it's good. Confused. Good. Um, yeah. So the uh, the Burbank Karate Club, uh, Club are putting on their uh, show with uh, with Chin, and uh, they're fighting with sticks. Two girls in bikinis, which find out is Cookie and her cousin. Yes. They're watching on. Eileen. Eileen. Cousin Eileen. <laughs> The first of many times, Captain Dodds and Hazel are having an argument about the window. Oh, no, this is after... Sorry, I, I completely missed that in my notes. They smash a window. Yeah, so during the demonstration, they end up... So, actually, during the demonstration, there's a lot of older folk there. Yeah. Um, In their 60s, maybe 70s, mm-hmm. watching. You don't see them again. Uh, but there's a lot of older folk there, and all they do throughout this... So you, you're having this display of martial arts, and we, the viewers, are watching it. And in the background, all you hear them is moaning about it. <laughs> oh, what they do? Oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't a kid's club. This is, you know, you're going to break something. You're going to hurt someone. What are you doing? Oh, what's going on here? You hear that throughout the whole fucking thing. They end up smashing a window. Captain... Dodds is fuming. Yeah. Absolutely Hazel's... fuming. Hazel don't give a shit. She's no, serving she's just, drinks. Yeah, screaming in his face about it. Tells yeah. him to fuck off, basically. Uh, and then that part of the martial arts finishes. Yes, and, and... and despite all the moaning, everyone gives him a massive round of applause. They do, yeah, they're really pleased. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the martial arts wasn't that exciting, no. really. The martial arts in this film aren't that great. This is very, very much an American's idea <laughs> yeah. of martial arts. This isn't, you, you know, this isn't Bruce Lee level. Um, this isn't, you know, Jackie Chan. This isn't your classic sort of, you know, Chinese and, and, and sort of Hong Kong um, martial arts films. This is very much an American version, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they now need <laughs> Gary. Gary, who uh, I'm proud to have the same name as, because that moustache is very impressive. That is a very impressive. Um, he's given me Hulk Hogan level he's of given uh, me moustache. One of the scousers from Harry Enfield. Oh uh, God! If I'm honest, but <laughs> that's a reference. Bloody yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he he needs an example of female self defense. So Eileen says, 
Go ahead, Cookie. He doesn't have to know you're on the LAPD SWAT team. <laughs> oh, thanks for the exposition. <laughs> so, Gary actually picks Cookie anyway. And uh, he pretends to come out with a knife and she beats the shit out of him. She puts a knife to his throat. She does, yeah. <laughs> Gary's a bit of a wimp in this film, to be fair. It's what those Gary's are like, to be honest. It's true, actually. Yes, they get a round of applause. Uh, now, Hazel is asking Chin for a load of alcohol and mentions stopping off at Warriors Island. First of all, how does Chin not know by this point that that's where they're going? It's, it's I thought it's common knowledge. It's in the fucking brochure. Yeah. So he's fuming because they're supposed to just go past it. And Hazel reveals the passengers want to go there and take pictures of the monks. Th- that What a great plan. Yeah. Chin warns her that people only go there to die and only martial arts outcasts are permitted to go. Yeah. Essentially, you know, classic, no one heeds the warning. Yeah. Of someone who should probably know what they're talking about. I mean, in the end, they don't really have much choice to go. No, I have no... That's true. (laughs) It is is a bit... There's a lot of decisions the film makes that's actually kind of pointless. So you have all this about going to Warrior Island, or Warrior's Island, and Chin's, no, don't go. You know, it's not a good idea. It's... You shouldn't be able to... And so we just assume that it's going to end up there, and that's when the issues are going to happen. But there's a whole load of shit that happens... (laughs) And then they end up being stranded on there. So there wasn't really necessary to have all this. <laughs> Even when they're approaching later on, Chin's like, oh, fucking hell, no. Like, well, you haven't got much choice. You it's the only place to go. to the ocean, mate. <laughs> so um, they go shopping. They stop off to go shopping. Um, and Hazel <laughs> approaches Captain Dodds and says, Dodds, I'm going to shopping outside of deodorant. Is there anything cash you need? <laughs> What a burn. <laughs> what a burn. We don't even get to hear his reaction. No, just we just the next scene. Um, some of the passengers are watching a martial arts match. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's kind of like, that's... What, I don't know. I want to say that's how martial arts should be in a film. Uh, it's very over the top. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's, that's kind of how it is in, like, proper Chinese... Uh, martial arts films it's very over the top well it's a bit too much for Hazel so she instead of going to that she decided to go shopping and takes Anne Mike and Lloyd with her yes what's she shopping for and what is she shopping for monkey brains of course, of course she she's shopping for monkey brains because this is an American production uh, <laughs> set in Southeast Asia yeah, Lloyd suggests that he and Mike get a cab back to the ship and, in his exact words, soak our corns in Epsom salts. Yeah, so Anne has a dance partner for that evening. Yeah. And so, I mean, what they do is that they get in... This is quite suspicious, actually, and you'll find out why. But what they do is hand all of the shopping over to the girls. <laughs> the girls can't really hold it all. And then get in the taxi. But it's like, if you're going back to the ship, just take the shopping with you. Yeah. But, turns out Lloyd isn't taking Mike back to the ship. No. They're off to a cat house. Called the Palace of a Thousand and One Pleasures. Yes. So, if you're wondering what a cat house is, it's a brothel. Yeah, Mike is horrified by this. Uh, just how, just just as uh, Hazel is horrified at the prices in the store she's in. 
Yeah, well, hey, no, she's shocked. So they, what they end up going, her and Anne go to a jade, yeah, uh, shop. She says it's the Kmart for jade, <laughs> and um, she is astonished at how low the prices are. <laughs> Anne says, "Oh, it's it's probably because um, there's so much of it that they mm. can sell it for for less." And then we cut to the back room of the Kmart for Jade. Yes. And it's Hitler and Rat Tail. Yeah. Just talking profits and expenses. Talking profits and expenses. <laughs> Completely pointless scene. <laughs> Completely pointless. Like, yeah, we get it. It's so cheap because they sell women that they've stolen to buy it. You know, that's why it's so cheap and that's why they get so much of it. We get it. You don't have to show us behind the scenes. Mike and Lloyd arrive at the cat house and it looks like an absolute shithole. It does it, look like a dump. It really does. It just looks like an abandoned building. I was kind of expecting something a bit nicer. Thought, it's called the Pleasure of a Thousand and One Palaces. It's a bit like really taking the scenery of the Philippines where they're, they're um, filming, you know, the film location. Really take it in and see some of the sights. But no, it, it looks like a shithole. <laughs> it really does. They're, they're greeted by Melu. Yes. Um, Hitler and the gang decide to hit up the Palace of a Thousand and One Pleasures. And uh, they take signs off their van and reveal there's a police van sign on there. Yeah, so it says Thomas Spear and Co. So I don't know who Thomas Spear is, but the Jane, the Kmart for Jade is is called Thomas Spear and Co. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they take off these signs on there, and it says police. In English, mind you, you know, this this isn't set in America. No. Everybody speaks perfect English. Yeah. Every sign's in English. Um, this says police in English, and uh, they uh, they raid the cat house. And yeah, how how's Lloyd? Well, Lloyd is feeling a nipple. He um, uh, for for far too long, whilst another girl is looking in his pants like it's a magic show. Yeah, she is. So she has a look in his red and white polka dot <laughs> underwear, and it, I don't know. Obviously, these are extras who are just there to take their tops off. Yeah. So I'm not expecting Meryl Streep, but it was hard to tell what her reaction. I don't know if she was laughing or she was pleased <laughs> with what was inside his polka dot underpants. Yeah. Um, but she ain't got too much time to find out. No. Um, no, because Hitler knocks on the door. She does. Okay, so I've got a little note here. We. Even though everyone speaks perfect English in the film, mm-hmm. and it isn't actually the, the um, non-American actors that I had issues with, but we had to put the subtitles on, didn't we? We did, yeah. And the subtitles I've had noted down say, uh, mellow music and women moaning. <laughs> <laughs> As Hitler enters um, the cat house. Yeah, um... Hitler overhears Mike and May Lou discussing Warriors Island and asks if anyone's going and uh, tells Mike it's a terrible place. Mike tells him that he's going there because it's where martial arts criminals meet their maker. And Hitler says, that's pure bullshit, mine friend. (laughs) My friend. Oh my God. He, He then tells him to avoid Warriors Island like the Black Plague. Yeah, and then the police enter yeah. afterwards. 
And uh, what does Melu says? It must be a mistake. Mama-san pays the cops off. And Mike says maybe Mama-san forgot this month. <laughs> so, Mike Lloyd and the two topless prostitutes Lloyd was with exit through the window. Yeah, Lloyd's still not dressed. No, no, he's not. Um, Hitler stops a very slow and bored-looking prostitute from leaving through the window too. <laughs> Nothing really comes to that. He's no. just, she's just... He's looking out the window at Mike and Lloyd and the, the two prostitutes. And uh, she's just sort of very slowly trying to crawl out the window. <laughs> but looks really bored. Doesn't look yeah. horrified or anything. And he's like, no. And throws her back in. Uh, all of uh, the re- all of the men are now having a drink in the strip club. Well, we cut... So from that, we cut straight to a bare ass dancing <laughs> in a... What I thought was a strip club, but she's the only one doing any sort of stripping. Uh, she's on the bar. Her ass and vagina are very close to Chin's face, but he's far too upset about the Warriors Island to notice. <laughs> so he's he's having a drink at the bar. She's dancing on the bar, and he's pretty much level to her ass and vagina. Let's be fair, and uh, but he's taking absolutely no notice of it. He's like, no, no, not tonight, love. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're dancing for the wrong guy. Captain Dodds is telling everyone how he's going to buy his own ship. And uh, he goes to the toilet and Hitler's goons follow him in there before escorting him out by knife point. Yeah, so it's Rattail that does it. He's got the knife, hasn't he? Yes. Uh, Chin wants to talk to the captain, but uh, Rattail starts a fight instead. We then get like a... Like a semi-exciting fight, just <laughs> kind of very basic fight in the in this pub, um, which is intercut with the topless dancer still going. She's just still dancing the entire still dan- time. Still what dancing. A professional. We just cut to her every so often. Uh, our heroes end up winning the fight. Yeah, this is where we find out that everyone's a martial arts expert. Yeah, well, no, uh, the Burbank Karate Club. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the <laughs> we're outside. And the baddies have been, you know, fought off and they've left. Well, hit the <laughs> you say that. They're trying to escape, but Mike jump kicks their van window and causes them to crash and escape on foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just flies out of nowhere and kicks the window. But are all American heroes are successful, aren't they? Yeah. All American and, and Chin. And... Um, Apart from Cookie, Cookie's not Cookie's not allowed in the pub. No. Um. Who knows where she is? Um. The captain thought the rat tail was a fag, and um. But it turns out whatever he wanted, it wasn't his body. Yes. Come on, bit of good old all American homophobia. Here we go. Well, that's. I mean, that's the kind of film we're talking about, isn't <laughs> it? Um. The ship sailing the next day. As our heroes wave goodbye to who the fuck knows who. Um, <laughs> yeah, the ship does now like three times bigger. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, so the ship's like massive. This now. is not the same ship. So I don't... <laughs> but it, it's it's played out to be the same ship. Like, <laughs> the captain's like, this is my ship, this is my ship. And then continues on this <laughs> ship, this is my ship. And Hazel's like, no, this is my ship. You know, that's the running joke between the two of them. But it's quite clearly a much bigger ship. With like as a big thousand as more Mary. guests on there. Um, all look the exact same. Not as big as the Queen Mary. But yeah, they're all waving goodbye to 
people who seem to not be waving goodbye back because they have no idea who these people are. They've only been there one day. Um, <laughs> they were just doing shopping. Um, but yeah, they're all waving goodbye. Uh, Rat Tail and Hitler are watching through binoculars. Yes. And uh, Rat Tail was supposed to kidnap Cap, so he doesn't want him for his body. He ain't no fag. He was uh, supposed to kidnap the captain. But he assures Hitler that everyone on that boat will be dead by tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And uh, This is very much like um, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> where it? in the trailer, we're promised that the film is about fighting kung fu zombies. Mm-hmm. Where Jason Takes Manhattan, we're promised that Jason is going to take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Jason doesn't take Manhattan until the very end of the film, and it doesn't last very long. (laughs) These guys in Raw Force don't fight zombie kung fu warriors until the very end of the film. A lot of the film, much like Jason Takes Manhattan, takes place on a boat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just just put some cinematic parallels there. (laughs) Yes. Um... (laughs) Uh, Hazel and Captain Dodds are having a shouting match, their regular shouting match about whose boat it is. Yes. Uh, Cookie chat. Now, this is a very bizarre sequence of events. Well, it's party time, isn't it? This is... I, I've never seen a party sequence like this no. in any film ever. Um, it is madness. It, it, from the moment it starts to the moment the sequence ends, it is complete and utter madness. It's so difficult to keep track of this. It never stops. No. Cookie, so started off, Cookie's chatting to a male stripper with a moustache. Who's kind of angrily chatting her up. Yeah. <laughs> he seems quite annoyed at her, but for no apparent reason. But still, it feels like he's trying to get in her pants. Yeah, they, they talk about how it's packed like sardines because it's someone's birthday. Yes. This someone's birthday is Steve, and Steve was not introduced before this point. We have no idea who Steve is. Steve has clearly just got on the ship, randomly. Yeah. Um, Cookie asked the barman uh, for another sweet verma from the rocks in an extremely bizarre sequence of events. I don't know where this came from. The bartender says, sure, for coming up. And then he breaks a block of ice in half of his head. He does. Just out of nowhere. He is a strange looking fella, let's be fair. Um, <laughs> he looks a bit like uh, Madman Mars. He does. From Madman. <laughs> He's got big tufts of hair and a big beard, but obviously in the middle is bold, very bold. Yeah. Um, and that's the part of his head he decides to use to smash the uh, big block of ice <laughs> he's got there. Yeah, the uh, the bartender, um, it, he also tries chatting up Cookie, but she reveals she has a boyfriend, but her cousin's single. Yes. And this is when we find out it's Steve's 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, lovely rendition of Happy Birthday. Yeah, so they start singing Happy Birthday to Steve. <laughs> the guy holding the massive cake... Uh, are the candles lit? They must be. They must be. They must be. Um, he's had a few too many bevs already. And he falls over and smashes the cake in Eileen's <laughs> face. No, she... it's not just in her face. It covers her it's, body. Yeah. Because she, she <laughs> sat down. So she sat down with John. Because John hurt himself during the bar brawl the previous evening. He's had to sit down on the floor. 
He's got an eye for Eileen. Eileen fancies him as well. So she's sat on the floor as, as well. And they're chatting away. This drunk dude with the cake falls over and it goes all over Eileen. She's like, <laughs> she looks like a cake monster afterwards. Um, a guy and a topless woman who is Camille Keaton. Yeah. But we just don't see her face, really. Um, are trying to get it on in the bathroom, but her button just won't undo. He's asking if she's got Vaseline, um, but yeah, they're in the bathroom and it's very awkward. She's had a few too many as well yeah. and they just cannot get her jeans off. Yeah, the male strippers... Come on, 1982. <laughs> she's had too many. They can't get her jeans off, but he's still trying. He's still having, he's still going. The male strippers telling Steve and another passenger all about his time, about his time when a famous actress stuffed $100 down his jock. Yeah. And uh, the, the the guest that's with Steve, she says, my ex-boyfriend couldn't make love to me until I did a striptease first. And Steve says, what do you call that? And she says, fetishes. He was into fetishes. And he says, that's really sick. And she says, I don't know. I kind of liked it myself. Very nice. That's that. <laughs> a woman shows the tattoo of a flower on her ass. <laughs> But it's clearly just felt tip pen. Yeah, Hazel. <laughs> Hazel shows up with Betty. Yeah, Betty. Betty, we never see ever again. Nope. She's like, hey, everybody, it's Betty. <laughs> this is her friend Betty. Yeah. Um, and they find the most, the handsomest man in the room yes. for Betty. And she takes Betty to this guy and tells him that he's the handsomest man in the room. Yeah. Um, and uh, she said. My friend Betty is doing a centerfold. I think it's good for her to be seen with attractive-looking men. On this fucking boat <laughs> in the middle of the fucking ocean. Yeah, the most attractive man on the ship asks Betty so many questions. You'd think she's on a game show. He asks her so many questions about the centerfold. She can't get her words out. And uh, then he tells her that he thinks she's doing it for the devil and tells her how the devil is everywhere goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah, we never that, see either of these two ever again. No, and the party is the devil's den. Yeah. Yeah, and then we cut to a woman in a very... A very scantily clad woman. She's wearing one of those, um, like, bathing suits that just covers the, the breasts. Yeah. So you get a lot of side boob from her, but she's... Uh, yeah, we cut to her because it's the devil's den. Yeah, the guy uh, in the toilet finally gets Camille Keaton's jeans down. Finally. And uh, we don't see what happens after that. No. The apparently they've been in there, what, half an hour? Yeah. Um, so people are desperate to use the loo, but we never see them again. That's it. Hazel's now chatting up the bartender who just wants to make more drinks that involve him cracking his, his head on ice. Yes. Um, the male stripper informs a girl that her strap has fallen down and pulls her boobs out. Yeah. Which causes Hazel to scream. She just sc she screams, don't she? She's <laughs> horrified. Horrified that this woman's breasts have just come out. Even though this is the woman in the scantily clad bathing suit. So they were pretty much out to begin with, to be fair. It was a very skimpy bathing suit, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Cookie's cousin is showering to get that cake off her. Um, very close-up shots of a body. Yeah, I think this was a body double, if I'm being honest, <laughs> because you don't see her face, but she's in the shower. We get a real close-up of some breasts, and then it lowers down, isn't it? And yeah. We, we see that Bush is back in office. Um, 
Sorry. Um, yeah, but after that, <laughs> after that, she makes out with John, and it's some of the most disgusting kissing I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> she is so quite sloppy. A bit older than her as well. I can see. I could definitely see Chuck Norris watching this and be like, "Yeah, this is my kind of thing." It's absolutely. <laughs> Look at these much older men getting with these young blonde women. <laughs> Mike tells Anne all about his exciting career and his life story whilst Lloyd cheats on her. <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm being honest, I'm going to need your help here, Gary, because this is where I gave up. And I said, uh, some of the shit happens that I can't keep up with. <laughs> Gary makes a fool of himself and falls into a table, spilling spaghetti on himself in the process. Yeah, so this boat now... <laughs> Has a seemingly a function room where this party's going on, <laughs> but then also has like a dining room as well. The only chef that we see is Chin. <laughs> um, so I don't know who's He's doing cooking all, of this all these himself. meals. Yeah, um, but there's this dining room that's jam packed. People are eating <laughs> and and you know they're dining out. Um, Chin, who really wants to open up a Chinese restaurant, has. <laughs> Seemingly made spaghetti for everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some reason. For some reason, Lord forbid, they're on a cruise of Southeast Asia, and uh, they decide they want to eat spaghetti <laughs> yeah. instead of some lovely um, local delicacies. Yeah. Steve talks to the fetish woman as she strips for him uh, in his room, and she tells him how she's on the run for killing her ex-husband. Yes. Hitler's goons climb on board the ship and uh, kill goon. some unimportant characters. And now this is the point now where all the extras are all wearing white tops and all have moustaches. Like, they all look the exact same. Yeah. yeah. All the people that just weren't on the ship before. So we've had the crazy part of the party and that. And now the, the bad guys have boarded the boat. And it still continues and I still struggle to keep <laughs> up. So, we've had the birthday boy gets a striptease from a convicted killer on the run. Um, the bad guys, they kill two bored-looking crew members. Uh, one of them's just won $60 in a card game. <laughs> yes. But it looks like he couldn't care less. Um, but they're killed. Actually, they still couldn't care less even when they were being killed. No. They looked bored. Um, <laughs> They kill Lloyd's date. Yeah, and he shouts, Ah, we're under attack! <laughs> yeah, so Lloyd's um, date, who he's cheating on his wife with, um, of course, she's got her boobs out, and she runs out, and Rattail gets her with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Uh, two more, more crew members uh, killed with a samurai sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm assuming it's a samurai sword. I think so. Mike tells Anne to hide... So, instead, she runs away screaming. Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the goons watches a girl through a window, and we get a close-up shot of the front and back with no clothes. Yes, and Bush is still in office. Yes, apparently. Uh, the um, birthday boy is doused in petrol and beaten up by a guy with a swastika on his helmet. <laughs> yeah. Just so we know what we're doing. These are Nazis, yeah? Just in case the Hitler impersonator wasn't enough. Let's have a swastika on a helmet. Uh, his naked companion tries to help, but she's tied up. <laughs> and she killed someone. You think she'd be better at this? That's true, actually. Um, yeah, Mike kills a goon. Chin starts fighting a bunch of goons. How's Chin dressed? 
Um, Chin has a black belt. He has on, a black belt. He has his black his, belt on, and his, his chest is out. His um, karate. <laughs> um, I can't. I don't know what it's called. Excuse me, my ignorance. What's it called? Just his karate outfit. Yeah. 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 Um, which you just happened to be wearing, ready for a ready for a fight. attack. Yeah, yeah, just ready. Uh, a goon with a crop top kills a guy with an axe who's calling for help on the radio. Uh, the Nazi goon has uh, tied up the fetish woman, uh, put her on a bed, pulls his jean down when Steve's roommate arrives and has a very long fight with him, doesn't he? An incredibly long fight. He uh, <laughs> gets his head smashed through a window uh, and eventually punches the door down before shoving the Nazi goon's head down the toilet. Yeah, so I'm assuming he drowns him in the toilet. Yeah. Um, Eileen is kidnapped and the boat is set on fire. Yes. Um, the hoses don't work because this is a shitty boat. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Now, my issue is now the boat's on fire, mm-hmm. the hoses don't work, so they have to evacuate yeah. the boat. Yeah? The lifeboats are set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah? There seems to be only one lifeboat. Yeah. And the only people that manage to escape are Cookie, Mike, yeah. John, mm-hmm. Gary, yeah. um, the captain, yeah. and Hazel. Yeah, the important And characters. Chin. And Chin. Yeah. So the only characters that had more than two lines in the film. <laughs> well... <laughs> so, the party scene and everything around that... Yeah. Is completely pointless <laughs> because all of these people are now dead. <laughs> um, Hazel's friend Betty, yeah. dead. The handsomest guy on the boat, dead. <laughs> um, Steve, the birthday boy, dead. Yeah. His companion, dead. Um, Steve's roommate, who just had a big fight, <laughs> had his head smashed through a window, trying to save this woman from being, you know, sexually assaulted, dead. Yeah. All burnt. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> Captain Dodds finds a gun and says that. But no one seems that upset. Like, no, they're not. Friend, they're Betty, not. is now dead. Uh, uh, the, the boat has, you know, been burnt. Very fake-looking fire. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been burnt. Yeah. And no one really seems that upset. Yeah, no one gives a shit. No one gives a tip. All the old men who were so angry about the the, um, martial arts display, dead. (laughs) Camille Keaton in the bathroom, still seemingly trying to, you know, get her trousers to work, dead. They never talk about these people ever again, They don't. They They never... That's it, they're just gone. They're just gone. Yeah, and Captain Dodds finds a gun and says, just when I find a goddamn gun, they set fire to the goddamn ship. <laughs> it's a bit like um, Titanic legend continues. It, it is, it is, very well, much Only like the that. important characters matter and everybody else's <laughs> death is just like, whatever. Chin gets the raft prepared whilst uh, Dodds grabs Hazel, who's trying to grab all the booze. And everyone escapes onto the raft and into the sea. Yes. Hitler reveals to... Uh, to rat tail that the uh, the monks don't buy the girls for sex, they buy them for food. So we now find out that the monks are cannibals. Yes. Just when you thought you couldn't fit more into this 
But it's so when he says they're for food, mm. I assumed it was for the zombie um, warriors, zombie kung fu warriors. Nope. But no, it's for the monks themselves who are eating them. Yeah. Like, okay, so, so now the monks are cannibals, but then we've still got zombie kung fu warriors as well. And then we've got these Nazis too. <laughs> Oh, little Hazel, much like everyone watching at this point, feels so sick and lousy. Yeah. <laughs> Cookie comforts her. Uh, Hitler's reading a Black Bat magazine whilst flying his plane. Not watching where he's going. Also, the... No, he's not watching where he's going, is he? <laughs> but also, the lifeboat is sinking very slowly. Yeah. So, only, only Gary... Is it just Gary? I think it's just Gary is um, taking the water out of the lifeboat yeah. that's slowly sinking... Um, FYI, Hazel and the captain should be sued to, like, for millions and millions and millions and millions. Like, the boat was set on fire, but they couldn't save the boat from the fire because the hoses didn't work, because it's shoddy maintenance. The lifeboats seemingly haven't been checked for a very long time, and there's holes in them. So now the, these people are going to be sinking. There weren't enough life, lifeboats for it. There was only one lifeboat on this massive boat. So, spoiler alert, by the end of the film, Hazel and the captain think they're rich. When really, there's a lot of families back in America who are going to be suing the shit out of them. <laughs> because these people died because of their incompetence. Yeah, because they spend too much time arguing over whose ship it is. I know. They're actually getting this health and safety checked. Yeah, so <laughs> Dodds informs everyone. Uh, well, first of all, to see the plane going by and try to get its attention, uh, unaware that it's Hitler, and he is absolutely fuming and just flies past them. And then Dodds tells everyone um, that the South Chinese Sea is famous for sharks. Yeah, although we don't <laughs> see a shark. No. We don't actually see a shark. No. <laughs> so it's pretty pointless. They they arrive on Warriors Island and head into the jungle. Well, they spot land, don't they? they spot yeah. land uh, and a dead body float in. Yeah. And uh, the the women scream, of course, because that's what they do. Uh, and they land, and it is Warriors Island. It is. Dodds tells Hazel there's no chance of finding a drugstore nearby, and she tells him to keep an eye out for snakes because she can't stand snakes. Absolutely no idea where that came from. Don't see a snake. <laughs> You don't say, you, you think what about a drugstore? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her asking for a drugstore. No. Um, what I don't understand is that they mention these wildlife, but don't actually cut to any of it. No. It would be, if they said, oh, you know, shark-infested waters, and then we cut to, even if it's just some stock footage yeah. of some sharks, mm-hmm. then, okay, you know, the point they're making works. But if it's just like, oh, the South China Sea is famous for sharks. Great, okay. Cool. <laughs> Lloyd sits on the floor like a fucking child and refuses to move for about a minute or two whilst telling Chin that he should have brought more gin and Mike to stay away from his wife. Yeah, so he's managing to piss everybody off. He wants to stay and camp in that spot for the night. Yeah. Um, they argue. Lloyd gets up. And then Mike decides that they are just going to camp there for the night. Well, he decides that after Lloyd grabs a gun and randomly shoots the floor. Yeah, randomly shoots the floor, but then gives the gun back yeah. to Mike. 
Um, so they end up camping there for the evening, um, rendering that whole scene completely pointless with Lloyd. Um, it It's just... <laughs> I think it's just there to make us not like Lloyd, even yeah. though we already didn't really like him that considering, much anyway. Well, considering Mike and Anne have their moment now where he hopes he isn't overstepping his boundaries... And Anne thinks Lloyd is a lovely man who drinks too much, but she doesn't love him. And Mike is very happy to hear that. Yeah. And then we cut to the next day. Absolutely, completely pointless campfire heart-to-heart that they have. Uh, Because, spoiler alert, Lloyd dies anyway. (laughs) So there's no issues. He dies anyway. So what is the point of that? They might as well have just had Mike and Anne, you know have you know flirtations Lloyd dies and then it's okay for them to get together so this whole fucking shit is rendered pointless (laughs) yeah uh, and the next day (laughs) they find the place on the brochure where and and I quote they buried a goddamn kung fu fighters (laughs) so it's a graveyard essentially Hitler jumps out in a bizarre series of events Hitler jumps out from beyond the grave and fires a rocket launcher at a tree yeah. And his goons just start shooting everywhere. Oh my god. He fires this rocket launcher three times. And all he ever hits are trees. Yeah. He just hits a tree. That is it. Hazel hands Dodd some bullets from her bra. Yeah. He says, this is what they do in those spaghetti westerns or whatever he says. I saw John Wayne oh, jo- do, saw this John Wayne a, do yeah, this. I saw John Wayne do this in a film once. And what? he runs out and what, shoots. Load, load a gun and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't try and get a target. Doesn't aim for anything. Just shoot. Just keep shooting. Uh, he doesn't hit anything and everyone just runs away. John impales a goon with a flagpole. Cookie strangles a guy with a gun. Um, Chin's fighting a bunch of guys. And at this point, I'm pretty sure we only see Cookie, Chin and John fighting people and no one else. Uh-huh. Like Mike at a push sometimes, but... It, you can tell who the actual, you know, the actors who wanted to do the fighting were. Yeah, so you, what you get is, and throughout the rest of the film, is that you get Cookie and the manly men doing all the fighting. Yeah. And then the women and the non-manly men just either hiding or running away. Also, for some reason, Hazel... Uh, the costume department decided to give Hazel a strapless uh, top for <laughs> for the rest of the film. So she's constantly, whenever she's running, she's trying to hold up her top <laughs> so her boobs don't fall out. Um, but yeah, well, that's where we are in yeah. the film. Um, Chin throws a guy down a, a really short hill and <laughs> kills him. Uh, <laughs> Mike realises that he knows Hitler and tells everyone he knows him from the cat house. And at no point was anyone like, wait, when did you go to a cat house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lloyd's suspiciously quiet as well about this whole thing. The monks, uh, then Hitler runs off. The monks so they've assen- what they've done is essentially killed all of the bad guys apart from Hitler and Raptor. Yeah. Um, so Hitler and Rat Tail are important off. characters. Yeah, so they managed to get the guns off the bad guys. So Hitler and Rat Tail run away. Uh, the monks appear and lead them to the, their home. And they essentially, in a very, very fucking long-winded way, <laughs> like, they essentially just say, if you want help, 
you must earn it by demonstrating superior fighting skills. Yeah. In Mortal Kombat... Oh, sorry, wrong <laughs> film. I'm so sorry. Whilst a zom- the, the zombie guy from the start of the film watches them in slow motion for yeah, no reason. He's like hiding in a cupboard. He's <laughs> just like, ooh. <laughs> for no reason. So you were su- I assumed, my assumption was these Kung Fu zombies were already there on the island. Yeah. And obviously they're the ones that they're going to fight in a tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, come on... Enter the dragon, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought that would be quite obvious, but no. The monks still have to raise these zombies from the dead. Yeah. So this bloke in the cupboard who keeps spying every so often, who the fuck knows who he is? Because we never <laughs> see him again. They're now having a big feast, and uh, Hazel tells Dodds how she was in showbiz, and she signed a Warner Brothers contract. Everyone was after her. The gas company, the electric company, and the power company. Dodds could not give a shit. No, couldn't <laughs> give a shit. And do you know Neither could I. I was like, what a shit joke. Um, dinner is lots and lots and lots and lots of fruit. Yeah. Um, even though we don't see any trees with fruit on. No. Really, on the island. There aren't any. Uh, but dinner is lots and lots and lots of fruit. For the heroes. Yes, the monks are eating corpses. The monks are eating corpses. Um, whilst they're doing some sort of ritual. Yes, and, and this fruit, this is a confusing part as well, is that the the monks are away um, from from our heroes and um, they're being, the, the heroes are being served by the women from the cat house. Yeah. Um, I was like... I just thought that was a bit weird. I was like, why are these women serving them? And then they're just going to be eaten. Yeah. So who's, who's going to serve them after they've been cooked? After they've been for, for some, barbecued? Well, for some reason, Melu, uh, she seems like she's got a full-time job there. With the way she's Yeah. <laughs> Actually. But zombies rise from the grave after the ritual and the lead monk uh, asks for them to be invincible and stronger. They are neither of the two. And yeah. Um, yeah, so Chin's chatting up Meilu, and uh, he wants her to work in his restaurant. Mike recognises her, and uh, she he walks over to her, and she's like, oh, I didn't know you were one of the kidnappers. Like, you fucking kidding me. I'm not one of the kidnappers. Yeah, he's furious. So how dare you? I ain't one of the kidnappers. We just found ourselves on this island. Hazel had a guided tour at Universal. She's telling us about it now, isn't she? Yeah, lovely. Um, Melu says that <laughs> the monks are... Uh, there's two girls left. So she's, she says, you know, she'll go with them and her and the other prostitutes will go with them when they flee. Mm. Um, I don't know how many other prostitutes there are because they, they certainly don't leave with them no. at the climax of the film. Uh, just Melu. Uh, but Melu says there's another one uh, with the monks and she's an American girl. And she's being held captive. But before this, she says there's two girls about to be eaten. And like, okay, we better do something bad. It's like, one of them's American. Like, fucking hell, quickly yeah. get there, quickly yeah. go. Not one of ours, not one of our own. <laughs> we better go. Mike and John uh, save Eileen. And the monks are laughing at them. Because that's what the monks do in this film, is laughing at people. Yeah, they laugh in slow motion. Uh. <laughs> The zombies start attacking them, and John, Cookie, and Chin start doing all the fighting. Of course. Yes, so just the manly men and Cookie do all the fighting, whilst the rest run away. 
Um, now, for the rest of the film, Hazel is constantly screaming. <laughs> constantly. Yes. For the rest of the film, it's, and it's just her. Seemingly, it's just it her. Is. But it's for the rest of the film. Um, however minute, 10, 15 minutes or whatever's left in the film, it's just her screaming in the background. Yeah, a zombie uh, slashes Lloyd on the back with a sword, and then they all tip the feast table over in slow motion. Yes. Uh, they escape over a bridge <laughs> that uh, um, the captain sets on fire afterwards. Yes. So they've escaped over this bridge, leaving the zombie. a few of the zombies crash into some water. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the zombies are stuck on the other side. It's light now. <laughs> it's quite, it's, I don't know how long they were running for, but it's now daytime. I don't think this is the biggest island in the world. <laughs> um, but it, it's, yeah, it's light now. Uh, and they've been walking for all this time. Um, Lloyd's being carried by Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they decide to stop for a minute to rest. And Lloyd dies. He's like, goodbye, Anne, and dies. <laughs> it's a really dramatic goodbye and dies. Goodbye, Anne, and dies. <laughs> if I was Mike, I'd be fucking fuming. <laughs> You've been carrying him for the whole night. The whole night. And you stop for one second and he dies. He might as well have just fucking died back then. And you wouldn't have to have fucking carried him. Anne couldn't give a shit. She's like, oh, okay, shall we go then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cookie's cousin tells them all about how weird-looking guys ripped off her clothes and put her in a cage. And she warns them not to go too close to the water because of piranhas. No one seems that interested no. in this. No. He's like, John's like, what cage? And he's like, the cage right in front of you. We, we can all see it. It's how she casually drops in there about the piranhas. And it's like, okay, maybe, you know, she's a throwaway line. No, she's not kidding. There really is piranhas. It's actually an important part now, <laughs> the piranhas. I mean, actually see the piranhas too. They fucking swam into the island. They were swimming. Yeah, they were, yeah. They The, the lifeboat didn't carry them all the way. No. The water was no, coming in. Why didn't the piranhas eat on them? Yeah. So Hazel uh, is really excited when she spots a jade mine. You know she loves some jade. Yes. Um, Hitler and uh, Rat Tail confront them, but they're then attacked by zombies. <laughs> yeah. They... And left lifeless in the corner. Yeah, so this, so um, Hitler and Rat Tail are in the plane. So the reason they haven't just pissed off is because they're filling up the plane with jade from the jade mine. Mm-hmm. So they're really pleased. They're like, oh, we've cut out the middleman. We should have cut out the middleman from the very beginning. So they're filling it up. They said, this is it. We can't have any more, or the plane's not going to take off. No more jade. We can't do another bag of jade. These aren't massive bags of jade. No. We said, we can't do one more bag of jade or the plane isn't going to take off. It's going to be too heavy. Okay, we get it. They confront the all-American heroes and um, the monks and the zombies turn mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So Rat Tail is killed by one of the zombies and a fight ensues. Yeah. And much like the other fights, it's not particularly exciting. No. But yeah, that's where we're at. Sorry. Yeah, Chin, John, and Cookie are doing all the fighting again. And yeah. Mike joins in a little bit. And then he spots Hitler getting onto the plane. So he goes after him. Uh, in, a, in an hilarious scene, he decapitates a zombie on the way. Yeah. But the, 
I don't know why the editor didn't choose to cut this out, but you see the sword after, the sword's bent in half. Yeah. <laughs> Very plastic sword bent in half. Um, Mike jumps onto the plane. So definitely not invincible. These no. aren't invincible. He just no. had his head cut off. The plane's now moving. Um, Mike jumps on and fights Hitler. Hitler jumps off the plane out of his own free will for, for no particular reason. Yeah, because he smacks Mike with a piece of jade. Yeah. Uh, Mike's temporarily knocked out. So Hitler decides he's going to jump out the plane, mm. but into piranha-infested water. Yeah, and gets eaten by piranhas. And gets eaten by piranhas. That's how he <laughs> dies. His own stupidity. Like, what was the point of that? Mike brings the plane back around. Everyone gets... <laughs> because Mike, Mike can fly a plane. Yeah, he's a hero now. The, um, the Burbank Karate Club um, teaches <laughs> uh, plane flying as well. <laughs> Uh, the zombies are following close behind, but John and Chin take care of them. Hazel realises there's a bucket of Jade on the plane and is absolutely over the moon, isn't she? She's orgasmic. Yeah. She's absolutely L- orgasmic. Literally in a second. Um, Chin falls into the water, but John helps him out before the piranhas get to him because he's the main character. Yeah. And John says, hungry bastards, aren't they? <laughs> they get onto the plane. Uh, and... Ga- all this time, Gary's been laying dynamite. Yeah. Um around the uh, sort of island, um, but quite far, spaced quite far apart. Yeah, so he says, take this, and it all explodes. All the dynamite explodes. So So he has one stick of dynamite that he throws at these two zombies. They're set ablaze, (laughs) but then this triggers the rest of the dynamite to set off. Um, but it's so far apart from each other, it's like, well, how is this working? How is all this dynamite going off? I, I think, literally, they're like, well, what has this film not got? Well, we've had enough boobs. We've had enough arse. We've, had, we've got Nazis. We've got zombies. We've got martial arts. We've got six-packs. You know, what does it... Ah, oh, big explosions. We need big explosions. So at the last minute. Hazel's loving this so much to the point she looks like she's either sleeping or having an orgasm as the plane takes off. Oh, I thought she... Oh, was I premature with you Hazel's were, orgasm? Yeah. I do yeah. apologise. Hazel tells Dodge she loves him and uh, John's making out with Cookie's cousin again and Mike flies the plane away with a big smile on his and Anne's face Forgetting about Lloyd's death. Yeah. And we get a big to-be-continued sign. Yeah, Mike gives us a wink, doesn't yes. he? Gives us a wink. Um, yeah, so everyone's coupled up with uh, their women because yes. they're manly men. Well, I mean, Chin's got himself an employee, hasn't he? Well, Chin, yeah, but I think Chin and Mei Lu, um, I think it's implied that there's a romance going on yeah. there because they're two, our two main Asian characters. Yes. And obviously, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't want to uh, get any mixed race couplings, no. would we? <laughs> Lord forbid. Gary's got no one now. Gary's Gary's got no one. As, as, as Gary should. Oh, wow. <laughs> as he sees, but he's pretty much the loser of the bunch. <laughs> Let's be fair. I know he did. He does a little bit with dynamite at the end, but he don't do much before no. that, does he? Um. That's raw force. Raw force. Also, just just a little note at the end. Um, so everyone's on the the plane. Um, clearly, they've all lost some weight because <laughs> they, collectively they weigh less than a bag of jade. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> because the plane can take off. 
Um, but yeah, that, that is raw force. Yeah. That is raw force. Um, it, it, it is a must-watch. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> testosterone levels have increased since watching it. it. It's it's one of those that we felt exhausted uh, analysing, but if you just watch this as it is without analysing it, you, you're going to have so much fun. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely watch it again without having to take notes. I found taking the notes because it was a jam-packed film um, with a lot, a lot of pointless shit going yeah. on, but a lot going on and a lot to sort of take in, not not digest. I mean, there's not layers to this. There's so no, many not layers. really. Um, there's not much for analysis. Um, but if I just watched it Saturday night with you know a bowl of curly fries uh, and a uh, and a beer or an IPA, um, I would have enjoyed the shit out of this film. It's, I really would. And I I still did. I it's mean, got I everything. It's got everything. It's a certified trash to piece. It is. And uh, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, you can pre-order it from 101 Films, uh, their online store, released on 8th of February, so you can witness it just like we did. We will be back on uh, Friday with our, n- our first original versus remake of the year, where we are discussing The Hitcher. And we'll be back a week today where we are discussing our first Valentine's episode. Uh, we will be discussing the uh, wonderful <laughs> The Boy Next Door. It's going to get very wet, isn't it? Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, if they haven't seen the trailer or seen the film, they're not going to get that. It's just going to sound weird. It's, it's uh, romance gone wrong, shall we say. <laughs> yes, it's the Jennifer Lopez Let's Get Loud Jennifer Lopez well, let's film. Let's get wet. Let's get wet. <laughs> uh, the boy next door. I haven't seen it. I've seen obviously seen the trailer. You have seen it, so uh, I'm quite excited. Um, I I love a Hollywood a lister actress trash the piece. In a CD thriller. <laughs> in a CD thriller. Um, so I'm excited for this one. Uh, until then, hit us up on social media. Tell us if you've seen Raw Force. We're on Horrorcore Trash over Facebook and Instagram. Horrorcore Trash on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe if you are listening on iTunes, like a phone, everything else. And our YouTube has got more activity on it now. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we we will be posting clips and trailers and such from films that we're talking about. So Yeah, it gives a little context to some of the films. Uh, I, I understand, you know, maybe... It's hard to picture some of the shine yeah. that we talk so about. So we're giving you... <laughs> so, some visual aids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, Horrible Trash Over on YouTube. Uh, the link's in all of our bios on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And I am Gaz 92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram and gazcruz 92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker 823 on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd. And we will be back on Friday. Bye.